Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. I will be reading from the book by Jensen Franklin, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed, Five Steps to Surviving the Chaos of Life. Step four, look out. The ultimate attack of the enemy is to stop you from seeing the harvest that Jesus promised would come in the end times. In the words of Jesus, as natural disasters abound and conflicts rage, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Matthew twenty four fourteen. Satan wants nothing more than for you to stop caring about a lost and dying world. Yet, this is one of the main visions God wants you to have in these overwhelming times. This echoes the Great Commission, the command Jesus gave after he rose from the dead and before he ascended into heaven. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark sixteen fifteen. Those words are as true for us today as they were centuries ago. Jesus didn't tell us to stay put or to keep quiet. He expects us to go beyond the walls of our church community to share his message and love. The joy of living for Jesus is not just going to church and staying within the borders of our small group. It is when we get so full of the living water that we can't help but share our joy in the gospel with others. How long has it been since you shared the good news with someone? May you continually pray that God gives you a desire to win the lost for Christ. The fourth step you and I need to take as overcomers is to look out. You are not looking out for yourself. You are looking out for others. Our purpose in this life is not only to grow in our relationship with Jesus and be prepared when he returns, we must also reach the lost. The greatest crime, while end-time experts don't agree on every detail about Christ's return, the alignment of nations or the rapture, there is a consensus regarding an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that will result in an epic end-time harvest of souls. The responsibility of evangelism is entrusted to every believer, you included. Don't cringe too soon. I know for some, this evokes images of knocking on every door in your neighborhood and handing out tracts or stopping random people on city sidewalks or in suburban malls and initiating awkward conversations, such as asking, do you believe in God? And if you don't, would you like to believe? I realize these images of evangelism may make you feel weird, but this is not about being weird. It is about life or death. The greatest crime on earth is not being committed by the usual suspects. It's not murderers, thieves, or terrorists who are behind this atrocity. It's Christians who are guilty. It's a crime the Bible warns against, a crime that carries a heavy price. John 3.16 tells us, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you don't believe in Jesus, you will perish for eternity in a place called hell. I know this is a heavy message, yet if you're tempted to close this book or move on to the next chapter, I invite you to stick with me anyway. Reading this might save a life, one or many. It is our responsibility to share the gospel and help prevent people from perishing. Help rescue the men and women who are on their way to death. When we shirk this responsibility, we commit a crime. Consider this powerful passage found in the book of Proverbs. Deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Proverbs 24, 11 and 12. This is an urgency attached to the gospel. When we stay quiet, we are like the ones who do not hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. Our silence is the greatest crime we could ever commit, and it's one for which we will be held responsible. I heard a story of a man who was condemned to die in the electric chair many years ago. On the day of his execution, in fact, minutes before he was strapped into the chair, the governor called the warden and granted the prisoner a stay of execution. Instead of understanding the weight of the message and moving forward with a sense of urgency, the warden took his time to relay the message. By the time he got to the execution room, it was too late. The prisoner had already been executed. The message the warden received could have saved the prisoner's life, but the warden kept silent. I wonder how many of us keep silent instead of sharing the message of hope and everlasting life. There are unbelievers who may never hear the truth of Jesus Christ if you and I do not bring it to them. When you share the hope of Christ, invite someone to church or tell another person about your faith. You're planting a seed in a moment that cannot be relived. God has placed you in that path for such a time as this and has entrusted you with his hope, his word, and his story. You never know what will lie on the other side of your obedience. Where would you be today if someone had not shared the Savior's story with you? We say we follow Jesus But if we're not compelled to share his love, then it's time to reevaluate what we truly believe. God expects more of us than trying to be good people. We must get a vision for souls. 
Winning souls to Jesus is serious business. It's not a suggestion or a nice idea. It's a command. I want to challenge and motivate you to share the good news with others. The good news is good for a reason. I'm confident that it has changed your life, brought you out of darkness, given you a reason to get out of bed in the morning, and provided you with strength to face the day. Wouldn't you want to tell others of the person who has transformed you for the better? In our technological advanced age, we are equipped. We are equipped with more ways than ever to reach people even in the most remote areas in the world. As of 2020, the Bible had been translated into more than 700 different languages, which means that over 5.7 billion people have access to the Bible in their native language. The American Bible Society plans to translate the Bible into all of the world's living languages by 2033. Global evangelism is being encouraged. Yet, as Jesus said, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Luke 10, 2. I know it's easy to get caught up in the chaos and stresses of everyday life because there are many. Yet, we mustn't forget why we are here to share what we have been given with others. Since the urgency as we started with step one, first look within and find yourself that pressing need to win souls and save them from eternal death. Then look out as this fourth step urges us to do and identify those with whom you need to share the good news with. There is more to being a Christian than just going to church to ask for our own answers to our own prayers. We must reach beyond the walls of our comfort and our preferences and carry the message to others that Jesus loves them unconditionally just as they are and that he has a purpose for their lives.